This is Rob Pau. Today in Tux Turbo Talks, we're talking to Ben O'Connor from Team Dimension Data about the upcoming Giro d'Italia. It's Saturday the 11th of May. It's the race morning of the 102nd Giro d'Italia. And welcome to the first episode of the Tux Turbo Talk podcast. And on the other side of the line, from Bologna in Italy is Ben O'Connor from Team Dimension Data. Ben, welcome. G'day, thank you. <laughs> appreciate uh, appreciate you taking the time for us uh, to have a chat. Um, does it feel a bit like yeah, Christmas morning for you guys? Uh, probably not really because uh, we don't start till, I mean, I don't start till 6.45, so <laughs> you've got a lot of time. To Christmas think Eve. And uh, <laughs> get yourself kind of ready, but uh no, obviously it's exciting. I think it'll be more exciting once we get to the uh, piazza where the bus is and the crowds are going to be there, and then, and then you'll start to get nervous before uh, before you start. Um, so I remember last year being pretty uh, being pretty on edge in Jerusalem. Just uh, there was a lot going on. So uh, I think it'll be a bit more relaxing actually this year because uh, I think there's probably less going on and. Uh, can kind of get yourself set up <laughs> a little bit more easily because we have the bus and everything and also because it's going to be your second grand tour because you got that first one out of the way last year <laughs> i didn't i didn't finish it really so i don't know if it counts <laughs> but uh i mean i highly doubt that also makes a difference because compared to the other guys like gaspar who have done it for eight times or something then uh that's the Giro itself uh yeah i <laughs> i have very little experience compared to the others but uh i think mean, I think uh, just going with the right mind- mindset of just being confident and seeing what you can do is uh, probably the best way to kind of reduce that. And happy to uh, to get started and people finally stop asking questions about last year's Giro d'Italia? Or... <laughs> I think it'd be nice. I don't really want to keep speaking about it all the time. It's kind of like uh, lam- uh, lamentation pretty much for what could have been. But uh, yeah, now I just got to do the same and finish it this time. Cool. Yes, for the people uh, who haven't listened, we, we won't talk about it that much, but uh, <laughs> no let me just mention it. Last year, you uh, obviously you crashed out on stage 19, it was, uh, looking basically almost like virtually riding top 10 on your first Grand Tour. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, this year, is uh, what's it, is it sort of like redemption for you then? A little bit. I guess finishing off the job probably is the, the best or easiest way to kind of put it. So. <laughs> And obviously, if you look at like your preparation, uh, are you happy with how that went this year? Yeah, I mean, to In the, be honest, lead up? the training has actually been a lot smoother. Um, last year, I got pneumonia in February, and I had food poisoning after Catalonia. So there was a few little like speed bumps there in the training, and I didn't actually have that consistency. But saying that, last year also the racing went a lot uh, a lot better. I was really good in Catalonia and in Alps I was able to win a stage and uh, have a young rider jersey as well. So whilst, whilst this year I was caught up in a couple of falls and uh, that definitely impacted how I was going to be feeling when we got to the big climbs. So it's kind of uh, ironic how the form and the fitness actually probably one way shows that you're in really good shape but then in the other the results form it hasn't really really shown that you know yeah because if you look at just at the results you had that fever of i think it was in oman the crash in uh, catalonia uh well you already mentioned last year the winning tour of the alps 
where do you get that confirmation from in training? Is that the feeling? Or is, it, is it the numbers that you're pushing? pushing or? I mean, you obviously always have to look at numbers because that's what we base our training kind of um, off. Obviously, how you feel on a climb when you have to push um, really hard, really properly, especially uh, straight after an effort or after, after multiple. So you do some four 20-minute efforts. If you don't feel completely fried then usually it's a good uh, indicator that you're uh, that you're kind of getting towards that uh, that quality kind of <laughs> shape that you'd, uh, that you'd like. And I've, uh, I've heard you mention in a previous interview that usually everything leading up to the good results is uh, is when the girlfriend had been over in Europe to, and, uh, to visit you. Has she been over in the lead up to uh, this Giro? <laughs> it's so funny it's a good you up, actually. That's kind of... <laughs> no, no, it's, it, that's definitely true. I think, uh, I mean, they always say happy home, I guess, is a happy mindset. And it certainly helps when you're just in general work for not only a pro rider, but for pretty much anyone who's actually working. So, yeah, she's been over here. Um, and she's actually here for bits of of the race mainly just for the rest days um and then she'll be with a, f- a few friends but that's on another <laughs> another thing so yeah I, it's uh it's definitely helped it helps you kind of reduce your stress but also because you're with the best friend so you can uh have a best friend to speak to rather than i mean for for me in particular for coming from perth and uh i know there's other australians but australians live all all over in europe and uh you can't just be friends with ev- uh, with everyone or um, you also don't get to pick who you're going to be friends with because there's only a certain amount of people. You know? They're not the same as your mates at home. So uh, that's something obviously you have to get your mindset around being a younger guy and uh, learning to cope with that. So when you actually have a true best friend kind of staying with you, of course you're going to enjoy that. Do you already notice in terms of that stress level that it's different than your first years as a pro or maybe going into this that, that you've already gained more experience? I mean, my first year, I was uh, all over the shot. I was staying in Luka, but I didn't really, I definitely didn't have any friends. I didn't even try. And that was one of the main uh, culprits for really, I mean, you're a near pro anyway and living out of home for the first time. But then again, you're living in a small Italian town by yourself <laughs> for the first time. So... <laughs> That was all huge, and then last year it got a little bit better, and we were able to kind of set yourselves up. But yeah, I think it's just taken away all the niggly kind of things because we kind of tend to be quite a stressed kind of bunch, even for the guys that seem relaxed. You always have uh, bits of kind of anxiety. So when you have uh, the setup where you're comfortable at and can call home, then uh, it should come on your performance um, a little bit more easily because it's one less thing to worry about. Having lived in Italy, does it make a, have you a special connection with the Giro? Uh, p- perhaps. I've always I've always uh, loved Italy. Like I mean, it was one of my favorite places to go on holiday when I was younger, and uh, I guess it has this color and this vibrancy which uh, which comes through in the race. So yeah, I guess there's kind of I guess success in a lot of ways so looking at this year's Giro you probably obviously studied the roadbook you're going in with some really long stages uh, is there a stage that you are most looking forward to already <laughs> someone asked me that yesterday I don't really know <laughs> I mean you've been here towards that, that latter week 
And I guess a lot of the days I've done well tend to be longer and then bring themselves with an opportunity towards the end. So whether it's the Kulamaya stage or uh, maybe not the Coma one, because I think the break will probably win something like that. But in that last week, I think there's a lot of opportunities where you could uh, run away with something if you're, if you're smart. Um, or even the Cunio Pinarolo stage. Um, they're, they're the kind of days, not not stuff with like the Mortarola or something like that, because I think the strongest rider will win that day. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's obviously a hard thing to kind of uh, be put into. So, yeah, obviously the first week's really crazy long stages, though, just to try and deal with the stress. Um, that's going to be the most difficult thing, I think. And, and what what do you want to take out of this Giro in terms of your own ambitions? Is that a, is that a top ten in GC? Do you do you have your eyes maybe even on a young riders classification or? I think uh, because of the way last year went, obviously you're always going to have eyes for a top ten finish again because you were probably going to be able to do that um, last year in your first Grand Tour, um, but. I mean, contenders change, the route kind of changes, and uh, the, 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 I don't know whether the quality of the bunch is higher. So uh, it's always, you just really want to minimize that number to the left of your name, pretty much. Um, and if the best I can do is 15th, then, uh, then so be it. I'm not going to try and go easy. I'm just going to try and go all in for every day and just follow the front group when I can. And as I said, if there is an opportunity, then I will try. But from last year, I was just hanging on that front group as long as I could because uh, that's that's the best I could do at the time. I'm still only 23, so uh, there's there's the scope for age and scope for development too. Um, and I've got plenty of time to do so. And yeah, Young Rise jersey is probably the... the the closest, bigger ambition where you can really uh, take confidence from, I guess, a big reward. Um, and yeah, you have guys like Lopez um, and even James Knox and stuff who are really going well. So yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll just try. And um, it, if you look at, like we mentioned, like all that long stages, maybe in that first week, is, does it for you that? you calculate it sort of like maybe not coming in on your absolute top form yet of this Giro, so sort of like riding yourself into form in that, on those longer stages in that first week, or is it for you already now at that point, the end immediately? No, I guess I guess I probably have come in. I mean, I think I've come in in probably almost one of the best shapes I can be for, for now. Um, obviously, big stages and long days and stuff like that are certainly going to uh, probably actually make, or me in the way I am, me feel a little bit fitter, a little bit better. Um, or even just, I'll just stay at the same level whilst other guys get tired. I feel that's one of the main, uh, the main kind of pointers because it's not like you're normally going to be putting out your PB best efforts. 200Ks into a mountain stage in the third week. That's not really what's going to happen. You're just going to be able to do close to what you can as in perfect shape, but you're on stage 15 or 14 or whatever it is. So I guess from what I figured out from last year, I have that attribute so far. <laughs> Whether it happens yeah. again this year, then uh, you'll know by... Uh, by the time we get to Pinarola or, or the Lago Serra up, up to the, the big carousel climb up there. So, 
yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, uh, first, you've got a t- little time trial coming up today. Uh, when I say little, I mean like that first easy, mm-hmm. maybe fast 6K uh, <laughs> until you take that 180 degree turn. Yeah. Have you already ridden it? And uh, what are your thoughts about, uh, about the time trial for today? We do the flat section this morning. So uh, we'll leave it around uh, 1.30ish and go see the flat section. Um, what I heard, pretty fast. So that's, uh, I mean, that's not that bad for me, to be honest. Um, and then the climb is, yeah, it's pretty nasty. <laughs> the first bit's not, it's steep, but it's okay because you've only just hit the climb. It's the next bit after the uh, where the hairpins are, the two hairpins, and that dead straight section is uh, really mean. I think uh, the most important bit's actually after that, when, you, when it starts to level off for the last uh, 500 meters or something. That's the yeah. uh, that's the difficulty because yeah, you just need to get onto the gear and uh, make sure you don't explode. And obviously, a lot of a lot of talk, maybe even yesterday, about maybe what the fans want to see as well: bike changes. Have you contemplated that, or what what will you do? I mean, we've thought about it, um, but I don't think we'll change bikes. I think there's a lot of things that can go wrong, and I think a lot of people are already thinking that cause it's already on day one. And yeah, you can do a a quickish bike change, but. It's not like you can see on videos where guys can hop off straight like a cycle cross thing. The bike has to come from the car. Uh, you got to wait and then hop on. Um, and there's sometimes complications with that. Getting off the car can also be a pain. So, uh, yeah, I think I'll just stay with the TT bike, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, do you have like a specific routine for this? It's a short time trial. So what's your routine going to be? You're going to warm up on the trainer and then I assume... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I will just did a recon uh, at around 1.30ish, right for around an hour to see it, um, come back, and then I guess you just have the normal lunch that you would have before any, or breakfast, you would say, before any time trial that you do at home. And then uh, I usually have around 20-ish minute warm-up. People can, can say that you need longer for shorter TTs, but... Man, to be honest, it's not really something that I've kind of done. I just keep the same time trial warm up for every TT, really, and uh, and yeah, I feel you're you're ready by the time if you do 20 minutes of decent riding, you 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 will be ready to to, to do a on an all-out effort, I think, anyway. So that's kind of the the gist. <laughs> And in a 20-minute effort, is it for you getting the heart rate up to a certain point or just doing some certain, uh, yeah, hit, hitting those power numbers? Yeah, no, normally it's just a five-minute kind of little super small kind of spin just to get yourself ready. And then you do more of a progressive kind of uh, ramp up until around about your threshold. You then uh, double back. Um, kind of then to relax and then do a couple of sprints and then uh away you go all right for the next uh, for the next three weeks obviously you've got uh, some experienced riders around you as well from the team what can we expect from you guys as a team is it going to be sprints for uh, for nitzolo uh yeah yeah for sure giacomo has uh shown in the giro before and uh, in, in many other races anyway that he's a world-class sprinter and can certainly be fighting for for victories um, if we get him in the right spot um, 
Gaspar or Gasparotto, rather. You should, like, you know, that opportunistic, punchy rider has won Amps gold before. So uh, little stages, like or long stages, rather, to Aquila will certainly suit him because uh, he has that punch to be able to, uh, to to win those small uphill finishes, no? And do you have, like, a dedicated help for you as well t- towards the, the mountain stages or...? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we is there a have, focus around you? We have as well, like um, Emmanuel Gebrzebur. I, I think that's as close as I can get to saying his name correctly. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't yeah. gonna try. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a really, really good rider. Like, I mean, he's a young guy, but uh, he showed last year in, in La Volta, being in multiple of the mountain day breaks, that he uh, that he sure can can climb. Uh, so he'll be probably my the guy that will be with me the longest <laughs> when we get to that um, that last week. Yeah, Scott Davies as well. I've raced him a few times, and he was really good in Turkey. Um, also, when they committed hands down for me. So, uh, yeah, there's there's certainly guys that will be there on the climbs. But I think the most important bit actually is just this first week and a half, getting through with all the guys and being a group to be kind of safe-ish, <laughs> and then once we get to uh, the mountains, just for for those couple guys to be around me until it really, really lays down. Because once again, the like the onus on responsibility will certainly not be on me to do anything. So uh, that's where the other teams have the huge depth where they have every rider for their GC man. But you'll you'll be hanging on anyway, hey? No, for sure. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's just more uh, about having someone there before you get to the really, really, really crucial bits instead of a. Uh, being by yourself way too early because uh, it's just yeah. always nice to have a teammate around you that can just maybe just help move you up, gives you a little bit of confidence to know that you're not just doing it by yourself. Yeah. All right, we're we're going to slowly wrap it up. One more thing, because uh, on every Texture with Talks episode, we're going to have like a fan question, but because you're the first one, uh, we don't have a fan question yet, but mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people probably are going to be curious do you have like any tips for any fantasy leagues do people still have time maybe to change their teams or which rider should they bank on to get them some uh, some point in all their fantasy games this Giro d'Italia oh it's a difficult one I can stick with my own team because that's just being biased and I'll do that <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> I think uh, Gaspar will be a really good one um there's a lot of those really tricky little finales. He's uh, really crafty and can always get himself into a great position. Um, and the Jira has some notoriously crazy little little finishes. So I think he'd be able to surprise um, on some of the days and uh, might even have the chance of taking a win. That'd be really good for the team as well, obviously. Yeah, I mean, every so win is, is great for us. It's great for the charity um, and it's great for our confidence too. So. Uh, it's uh, it's a win for all, no? All right, so everyone who hasn't uh, completed their teams yet, maybe get Gasparato in there as a tip for <laughs> from Ben. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for next week, definitely keep an eye on the socials of the Tax Turbo Talks people and then get your fan questions in for the next rider. Uh, for now, we're going to wrap it up. Say, Ben, thanks heaps for making the time on, uh, on Race Morning to jump on. And right. good luck in the next three weeks. Cheers, thank you. Hope you guys enjoy it. So this was Rob Power with Ben O'Connor from Team Dimension Data and stay tuned for a new Tax Turbo Talk for next week.